welcome to another week, Movie Watchers, of Crash and Taz's Movie Cellar. I am Crash. And I am I not Taz. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? What up, bros? This is the All Bros Podcast. I'm Caleb, and Rose is actually gone this week because he has some shit going down, so I am joined today by Crash from Crash and Taz's Movie Cellar. Sup, Crash? How's it going, guys? How's it going, Caleb? How's it going, man? Good to be on the All Bros, as always. (laughs) Okay, so yeah, uh, this is kind of weird doing it without Rose. (laughs) Right, you can't see, you can't see the facial expressions. It's a little tough right now. I know it's tough, but you know we'll get through this. We'll get through this. We got. This. Yeah. Well, I'm just talking about the intro because I so. Yeah. So I'm an aspiring filmmaker that loves to watch and critique movies, but also enjoys a lot of bit of the nerd life. Um. You you can throw me in on that too. I I love a lot of bit of the nerd life as well. That's true. You crash does too. I, I do. But I'm an aspiring filmmaker. What are you aspiring to do? You know, I just live life one day at a time. You know, just just one day at a time by the beat of my own drum. Just you know, that's it, man. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an aspiring me. movie watcher. That's what I'll be. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So this week on the podcast, we got a few new. Pop lines, uh, New York Comic Con happened this week, and we got a shit ton of new pop figures. Uh, we got one new Blu-ray coming out this week. Um, in through the wall news, we got some not so great news from Sony about Spidey, <laughs> and we also got Matt Reeves uh, completing his Batman script. Um, moving on to this week's sneak peeks, we got two new trailers this week. We got Bad Boys for Life and Jexy. Uh, then I will be the one to update you guys on this week's box office with what's in the box. And then for the main event of the evening, uh, Crash and I are going to be doing a breakdown of Good Boys. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... With that, let's say we get started. Let's do it. Alright, first off in Adventures in Hunting, we got, like I said, a shit ton of new pop figures. So Um, many. Yeah, all from... New York Comic Con. We don't know which stores these are going to be released to yet. We just have like the figures. So the first figure that I got is the Huntress. Like a comic book Huntress. And yeah. this is a pretty badass figure. I, I actually like a lot of now I know I said that 
I at first I didn't see the appeal of a lot of these pop figures, but since I did get my hands on the um, on the battle ready, we'll call him Melted Ice Cream Thor from Endgame. <laughs> I, now, like like I said, when you sent me these. It is a dangerous game, my friend, just looking at these. And I really enjoy the comic ones, like the ones that are more, um, more, I guess, like geared towards the comic uh, figures or whatever, like how they look in the comics. Really like those. So I actually do enjoy that one. Yeah, I have a, an entire shelf dedicated to my comic accurate, like the older comics, because they've updated as time's gone on but right. yeah right. i have a, a shelf dedicated to my comic book uh figures <laughs> so yeah the first one we got is huntress and this one's just like a basic she's just standing pose but she got has a crossbow which is pretty badass uh the next one we got is also another dc it is batwoman and yeah, that one actually looked pretty cool. Yeah, that like one's pretty sweet. That black and red, right? Yeah. So I don't know I like if this that. one's from the CW or not. This doesn't quite look like the CW version. Because okay. I think her... her uh, I don't know even what... It, her mask kind of goes up to her forehead. So uh-huh. this one kind of comes down a little ways. So I, I'm not 100% There's... certain that's... See, there's there's maybe like three that I saw uh, that I would probably actually want to get my hands on now, and the DC ones not so much. I kind of want to keep my collection of pops now, just Marvel. So I mean, that it looked cool, but it's not something like where I was like, "Ooh, I, I kind of want that one." You know what I mean? Like, there's no desire there really, like there is for the ones that I saw that I that I actually enjoyed. But. Um, I still like it. Like I said, it does look really cool. Yeah. Uh, next, we got some in the Harry Potter world. We got Filch with his little red-eyed cat. Yep, Mrs. Norris. Yep. And then we got a six-inch supersize. I I know she's the headmistress of Max- the... Madame Maxine. That's yeah, right. Yeah, Madame Maxine. She's from uh, Dernstrom. Right. That one's a really cool one, but I think I would only get her if I had a Hagrid. Right? It And it looked, it kind of took me a little while to realize who she was. Because she's wearing, like, pink. Or they have her in, like, this pink. And I almost thought it was, was Dolores Umbridge for a quick second. I thought that, too. But, but then I yeah, remember that this is kind of what she wore at the Yule Ball. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, so. It, it took me a little bit, but, yeah, it looks okay. It looks pretty cool. It's all right. Yeah. I think that's the same thing that Filch is wearing, because he's a little bit, he looks a little bit more uh, dressed up than he is. So, I think, oh, so like. So, you're thinking it might be, like, they might be in their Yule Ball, like, formal clothing, then. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, because we had a line a little that's while ago of Harry Potter figures that it was just all their Yule Ball outfits. So it might be, yeah, they might be connected to those two then. Yeah. Um. Next up, we got 
Susie from Stranger Things Season 3, who is Dustin's Utah girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. Makes, makes him sing uh, uh, the never-ending story. <laughs> my spoiler alert if you haven't seen Stranger Things. If you haven't, something's wrong with you. Yeah. Dude, that scene was freaking awesome. <laughs> I I died. I died laughing. Because he, like, in that scene, that is classic, like, you know, as a teenage kid, like, you do all of these funky things. Like, you bend over backwards for your girlfriend, but you don't exactly let your your guy, your guy friends know. You don't let your pals know about that. And that had to come out, you know, to literally save the world. And it's like, crap. I either show them how much of, like, a pansy I am, or I let the world just, like, end right here. Like, that, I was dying. Like, literally laughing my butt off, dude. I would have let the world end. <laughs> <laughs> Glad to know that it's not in your hands, then. Thank goodness. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, then after that, we got a Game of Thrones figure, which is Masande. Masande, yeah. That one looks cool. That one is really sweet. Yeah. Like, I, I really dig, like, the dark outfit. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's one, kind of like what you were saying with uh, Madame Maxine, like only wanting that if you had a Hagrid. I think I would kind of want that if I had a Grey Worm. You know what I mean? Like, Ooh, that would be a good one. That's kind of, that's kind of my, that's kind of my take. Like, again, I kind of want to keep my collection solely Marvel with the Pops, but if I were to get my hands on that one, then I feel like, okay, I need to find a cool Grey Worm Pop that I would want to put side by side with my Sunday, you know what I mean? Yeah. Dude, I don't know if I if Grey Worm has one that's come out yet. I think he might. But the one that I was thinking or that I thought you were gonna say was the um Daenerys in like that stone throne. Ooh. Cause that oh, one's yeah. like badass. I've almost bought that on multiple occasions. I've I've seen a few, um, like over at uh, at Barnes and Noble. I know they have a few of those over here in uh, good old Cali, and they have one over here that um, they have a few that I've seen. I think I've seen the Grey Worm somewhere, but I could be wrong. Uh, yeah, no, that that would be one. Actually, that that is another one. I like that idea. I like where your head's at. That would be another cool one to have with it, side by side. Yeah, or just like the whole group in general. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I wouldn't mind Tyrion Lannister either. You know, he drinks and knows things. So. <laughs> yeah. So the next line we got is actually a two pack. Um, which if I'm going to, if I had to guess which store this is going to, I'm guessing Barnes and Noble, because a lot of two packs go to Barnes and Noble. And this is the Green Hornet 2-pack with the Green Hornet and Kato. Yeah. Now, is that from the movie or is that the show, like the old show with Bruce Lee? That is an excellent question. Yeah. And I'm I'm going to guess the show because the, 
Okay. The logo in like the top corner of this picture looks like the one from the show. Okay. But because that makes it a lot more, I would say, like, um, what's the word? Uh, just desirable. You know what I mean? Like, if it's if it's about the show, if it's more towards the show than the movie, I feel like that makes those pops or that 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 duo a lot more desirable in the pop world, in my opinion. Yeah, I haven't seen the I've so I did not know who the Green Hornet was before the movie. Same. Same. But and I was like really young when I saw the Green Hornet, so it holds it kind of has a soft spot in my heart like the movie does. Mm-hmm. Like I I kind of really like the movie. <laughs> okay. Like I know it's not no, a great I movie, I but I I I enjoy it. Yeah, no no no, and I mean like generally speaking, I feel like the desire, like making that more desirable, is what I mean. Like because it's older, because there's like a whole generation that would have seen that show. I feel like that would make. I mean, this is coming from the guy who has a whole collection of one pop. You know what I mean? So <laughs> that's not. Don't take my word for like you know, for you know, for worth. But I just mean like you know, that's just my opinion. I think like there's a whole other generation that you know. I remember when that movie came out, all of a sudden, all these older people are like, oh, yeah, that was such a great show. Bruce Lee was in it, blah, blah, blah. It's like, that makes it kind of, in my opinion, that makes it kind of cool. I mean, Bruce Lee is, you know, one of the greatest, not one of, I would say, I would venture to say the greatest martial artist there that ever lived. And, uh, you know, I think that's cool. Like, having some pops of him, I think that'd be kind of neat, especially if it's in that show. Yeah, that'd be way cool. I would want to get the, uh, I guess it's more of a TV show moment, but they have it down as like a movie moment of Batman and Robin, um, Adam West, Mm -hmm. Batman and Robin on the rooftop, just kind of like kneeled down. I would want to get that and I would want to get this Green Hornet two pack. Yeah. Um, The next figure we got is Marty McFly in kind of like a, weird hazard suit from back to the future yeah i was trying to figure out what scene that's from or where that what scene that's from in that movie so that's the scene where he is like scaring the living bejesus out of his dad in the past yes thank you yeah Yeah, i think he pulls like a darth vader kind of sounding thing and is blasting music and everything in his ear and yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So that's a pretty cool figure. Yeah, yeah. Um, the next one we got is another two pack. Um, it's Jay and Silent Bob as Blunt Man yes. and Chronic. Yes. That's kind of cool, actually. That do you be- think that one would go to? Do you think something like that would end up going to Barnes and Noble? Most? I know you're saying, I know you say, like, usually they go to Barnes and Noble, but I mean, knowing what stores more or less, like, carry these, like, from listening to you guys, I almost see that going to something like Hot Topic. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that Hot Topic carries, like, the two packs, but just given the, given the nature of, like, what they're dressed as. <laughs> right. Yeah, you know my, I mean? that just seems more up their alley kind of thing. 
Yeah, my guess would be if it's not Barnes and Noble, maybe Target. Okay. Because Target also gets a lot of the the two packs. But Hot Topic would definitely this would fit right in there. Or if Spencer's decided to like pick up pop figures, this would be a great one to start out with. Oh heck yeah, heck yeah, man! Spencer's needs to get on the ball with that because I feel like there's a lot of, especially nowadays, I feel like there's a lot of, we'll say like edgy things, like edgy characters and scenes and stuff that they could really. Like, spend, someone like Spencer's could, you know, only sell. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, The next one that we got is an X-Men box. My guess this is going to Hot Topic. Because um, it doesn't... It looks like it's a full-sized figure. Because uh, Walmart and Target seem to get the one... Like, the shirts with the pocket pop. And they don't usually come in a box. Oh, well, Walmart's gotten a couple, like the, okay, so maybe Walmart or or Hot Topic is my guess, but it's a X-Men uh, Dark Phoenix t-shirt, and it's not from the shitty movie. <laughs> Which I have not seen, and I only want to see just because it's like, you know, I know it's not MCU, but it still like has to do with anything marvel you know what i mean and that's right. kind of the only reason i want to see it but people are, have told me multiple times don't waste your time man. i don't know if but you yeah, can no, go I, in there if you can go in there just it wanting to see some pretty decent action i would say go and see it but if you're looking for like an amazing story don't waste your time <laughs> right that's and that's what i hear a lot but like, and, and I, I mean, anyways, aside from that, though, yeah, looking at that pop figure, again, that's, knowing that that's more of the comic, see, that's what I like. I like when they they have them comic accurate, and not so much, like, based on the movie figures. Right. A lot of those characters I actually really enjoy. Yeah, I really dig the figure. I'm not a huge fan of the shirt. And I mean, it's mainly because of the face. if you just take the I'm to give you a discount if you let them keep the shirt. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I just want the pop. I don't need the shirt. <laughs> yeah, it's just because there's a lot of lines that on the face that just make it look weird. Yeah. So, yeah, it's cool figure. Not a super great. Like, if I can find someone that's just selling the pop, I might pick it up. Depending if I can see a bunch of pictures of it in person. Yeah. But, yeah, I can do without the shirt. <laughs> and that's that's another one, like I said. I mean, I like that version, like that that um, comic version of it. I actually enjoyed that pop. So that would that would be one that I would probably, I would probably put on my list of, of pops that I would look for. Yeah. Uh, sticking in the... Marvel Realm. Uh, moving on to Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, Stan yes. Lee. Yes, that is his cameo scene. I love it. Yeah, I I want I this like figure it. really bad. It looks it looks so cool. Yeah, 
how how difficult do you think it like is it more difficult now to get figures of Stanley or like pop figures of Stanley because he's passed, or do you think that they make a good amount of those that it's not that hard to come by? They're a little difficult to come by. I mean, they were difficult to come by before he passed, but mm-hmm. yeah, people were trying to upsell like the lines of Stan Lee's that they had for ridiculous uh-huh. amounts. But people would probably, I'm sure people paid for them. It's, you know, it's the Stan, it's Stan Lee kind of thing. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it's one of those. Yeah. The you know what I need? I, I, I need to try and get you to come down here for like a weekend. And take you to this place that we have over here. Now, um, Taz and I, uh, Taz and I and then Taz's son, um, my cousin, we go to this place over here. It's called Frankenstein's. Um, I don't know if you've ever been to like a swap meet or like a fleet market. Yeah, I've been to a couple. So imagine that, but it's all nerdy stuff. I mean, like you'd have a nerdgasm. If you and and Jonathan, if you and Rose were to come to this, because it's basically all these people that set up these little booths, and they'll sell stuff. They sell memorabilia. They sell shirts. Uh, there's stuff from like Yu-Gi-Oh cards, Pokemon cards, even sports stuff. But they have there's a few people, and there's one in particular I'm thinking of. He's got like a good maybe two or three booth stations taken up. Actually, it might be more than that, but it's wall-to-wall pop figures. I mean, just all kinds of pops in there. And I haven't walked in there because at first I was like, there's nothing in here that I'm going to want to get. But I would almost want to bring you guys, like have you guys come here for a weekend and take you there just so you can see that. Like, you would go crazy. Like, you'd have to bring, you know, some saved money. And, and go in there and just check them out. But I think you would like that. And that, I'm, I guarantee you'd find some Stan Lee ones in there. Dude, that'd be freaking awesome. Yeah, I only have one Stan Lee, and it's of him as the general from Captain America First Avenger. Nice. Yeah, that's a pretty great one. But I definitely want this Guardians 2 one. Like, I, I love it. I wouldn't mind that one either. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that one either. That one would be sweet. Yeah. And then, uh, this is, I'm guessing this is for the Marvel, like, 80-year anniversary deal. Because um, the next line is of Nick Fury, Captain Marvel, and Ms. Marvel. Yeah, and those are the comic ones. See, that's like the comic Nick Fury. Yeah, I love that I like Nick it. Fury. Yeah. No, that is a cool one, man. That And that's what I mean. I saw those and I'm like, ooh. I'm telling you, man. Now that I got that Thor, I'm like, ooh, these, uh, these pop figures, they're looking kind of, they're looking kind of cool. <laughs> Dude, you know, it like, all starts I, with it, one. <laughs> it's awful, man. It is awful. But still, I'm like, I'm almost reaching for my wallet and my phone to see if I can find them. I'm like, hmm, it's not, not good. It's not good. Yeah, the only so the two I want are Nick Fury and Ms. Marvel. I think I could do without Captain Marvel. I kind of like the old 
like those Captain Marvel ones that they have. Like, I like the movie one, don't get me wrong. I, I think that would be one where I would almost want both. Like the comic and the and the movie. But that's just me. Yeah. Um But yeah, if I didn't get that Captain Marvel, I would definitely get the Avengers Endgame, Tony Stark with the Infinity Gauntlet. Yes. Oh my gosh, yes. That is one that I I know I hear I hear Rose say this all the time when you guys, you know, do your adventures in hunting segment, but that is one I need to get my hands on. Oh, for sure. Like hands down. My only complaint about this figure is that it looks like he's wearing the gauntlet. Like I was ex- more expecting the the gauntlet to be kind of part of the suit. Mm-hmm. But this looks like he's wearing like the actual gauntlet. I have to look at it again. I'm just worried to like I have to I have to check it out again. Um, just to see, but I I think I kind of know what you're talking about. Like it, it, like the the hand is like almost standing out more than the rest of the suit of armor. Right. Yeah, and I have a feeling that this figure is going to be like the beginning of doing what they did with Hulk with the Infinity Gauntlet and what they did with Thanos. And having the different colored chrome, uh, the different colored chrome uh, figures, which I have three of the six right now, but Rose has hooked me up with uh, with the other three. <laughs> nice. So yeah, I have I a feeling that's going to happen like with that. this one. Yeah see that happening now i've seen one i don't know if you can maybe uh, clear the air for me on this one i've seen another one of tony and he's got the gauntlet but he's on his knees like in the movie where he's like kneeling now is that a real one or is that like that or is that just like a fan made one like a fan made i'm pretty sure that's a fan made one okay because i think that one would be a lot cooler than the one that they have up here that they that they have shown Oh, I, I 100% movie, like, agree. I, yeah, I, I would prefer that one because that's more like accurate to the movie. You know what I mean? Like, I think that would just be awesome. Yeah. Um, The next figure that we got, the second to last one. When they announced this one, I had a hard time believing that it was real. But they are releasing a 19-inch super-sized pop figure of Batman. And that is just ridiculous. It's a big Batman. Dude, that is a humongous Batman. I have a 10-inch Hulk. And that bastard is freaking big. Like, I cannot even imagine a 19-inch Batman. That's yeah. Where do you put something like that? Goodness gracious. Yeah, exactly. And if, especially if it's to scale, the head is going to stick out like a ton. 
That's the issue I have mm-hmm. with my 10-inch Hulk. The back of his head pushes him forward, so like the ba- it's like the back of his feet are the only thing touching the shelf. Like, and who decided on 19 inches? Like, you couldn't just go a full 20? Right. Why not one more inch, you know? Yeah, but that's freaking ridiculous. <laughs> like, that's freaking humongous. Like, I, I, I don't expect to see a lot of these figures out and about. I can't imagine that there would be. I mean, that's just huge. You know, I don't know. That's yeah. That's uh, that's kind of. I think that's just overkill. Yeah, nineteen yeah, inches. That's like practically half a yardstick. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Actually, Holy I think that's God. over half of a. That, that is over half. That is over half of a yardstick. Yep. That's one Holy inch shit. over. Yeah, I have a yardstick right now, and I'm holding at the 19 inches mark, and it is freaking giant. Yep. I. This is not one I plan on getting, but I do want to see this in person. Yeah, I, I'd be with you on that one. I kind of want to see what that bad boy looks like. <laughs> not no intention of ever buying it, but uh, definitely just just to be like, yeah, I seen it. You know, just take a picture of that thing. Like, take a picture next to it just to show how big it actually is, you know? Yeah. Okay, and then the last figure that we got is an ad icon, Chester Cheetah. And this is a pretty sweet figure. today, actually. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> yeah, that... That figure's, like, pretty cool. Yeah, it looks pretty neat. I mean, again, not one that I would ever, like, I'd have any interest in getting, but it it does look pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, I never got, like, super into, like, the the ad icons, because I, I know they did, like, the uh, Lucky Charms Leprechaun, uh, the Trix Rabbit, and just other ones like that, and those are cool, but... I was also not raised on name brand cereal. Mm-hmm. At least not all the time. It was like more special occasion stuff. Gotcha. But yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's, I mean, how, like, yeah, they're known, but who wants a giant Chester Cheetah? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. Versus, like, you know, the movies. The movie characters and stuff. Yeah, exactly. That's why I've restricted mine to, or my collection to Marvel. And then I have like some random ones, like on my bottom shelf, like a couple Star Wars, some Wonder Woman, uh, and then just random ones that Rose wanted to get rid of. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so that is all I got in Pop Figures. Uh, anything else to add on any of those? No, man. I think uh, I think we said all we could on those. Cool. Uh, moving on to Blu-rays. The only Blu-ray that I could find that's getting released this week is Aladdin. 
Uh, and this is like the new Aladdin. Like, so it, it's Aladdin and then like a shiz ton of like Disney movies are getting released on, on Blu-ray and, and 4K and whatnot. But the mm-hmm. the big release one is Aladdin. Which it's a good movie, but I I don't know if Rose liked it enough to pick it up. I doubt that he would. I, I think I think he would probably maybe he would if um I, mean, I know he's not here to defend himself, but like and I don't know if he has since, but if he's seen the actual animated original. Yeah, so the Blu-ray. original is coming out on on Blu-ray this week, so. I, he, right, I but I mean, like, if he's original, saw... yeah. Well, that's what I mean, like, but I mean, like, because those are now. I mean, Disney's doing a lot of remakes of all of their their original films, so it's like it'd be kind of cool. And I, I can probably see them seeing this as like a marketing, um, like from a marketing perspective, like having these things side by side, where you have the the animated original side by side to the you know the now live action remake that they've made, you know, 20, maybe 30 plus years, you know, after it's been released. So, I mean, I would see, I think if he has seen the, the animated version, maybe he would have gotten it just for the sake of having it. I I mean, you know, Rose better than I do, but yeah, that's again, me looking at that from like a marketing perspective. Yeah. I, He's usually really good about just getting the movies that he's interested in. But he also is like a big sucker for the uh, steelbook art. <laughs> oh, so if it looks good, then he might. Yeah. He might pick that up. Like, he bought Fan Four Stick twice. Gosh. Yeah. Wrong, one man. because it was on steelbook, and then the other because he liked the artwork. <laughs> Yeah, I wanted to punch him in the throat. <laughs> you know what? Actually, that's that's actually a second one that I haven't seen. Um, is Fan Four Stick? I have not seen that one, and you, I have no desire to. Yeah, just don't save yourself the, tr- I, I, the trouble. <laughs> so yeah, so that covers everything that we got in Adventures in Hunting. Uh, moving on to Through the Wall, I know that you got quite a bit to say about this because I actually heard your podcast today. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the this is Sony announcing that they closed the doors on Spidey being in the yep. MCU. And this is yeah. just like they said it. They made it sound like it's going to be a temporary thing that maybe the doors can reopen later down the line. But as for right now, the doors are closed on it, which sucks. And so if you if you heard my if you heard my show today, uh, that means you heard. So that was recorded. That would have been recorded yesterday. Um, we did record a day late. Uh, but so that that means that this news came out after that was post uh, crash and Taz recording. And. Um, when I read that, I I might as well have just cried as if I had you know just reheard the news about Spider-Man not being part of the MCU for the first time. But that yeah, just 
I, I, I mean, I don't know which article you read or where you, you know, how you heard the news, but like from what I saw, the writer, I, I agree with the uh, with the writer a lot. One, I am on the side that Disney did get a little greedy. Um, I I am on board with with saying that, but I also think that um, Sony is just in over their head if they think that they can carry this out. They, the article I read there saying that uh, Sony said that you know we've been successful with um, what was it like two other uh Sp- or with the uh, Spider-Man films that we've made. And we're wanting, we're willing to see like where we can take this one. And it's like when I read that, I I literally stopped and was like, "Are you kidding me? You did not. You were not successful. Like, other than maybe the the Tobey Maguire, the first Tobey one with Tobey Maguire was good. In my opinion, it was good. After that, they slowly like went downhill. And then you get with um. Garfield, Andrew Garfield, and it's like those were awful. You get villains like you get people like Jamie Foxx playing a villain. What is that? How is that seen as successful? Yeah, that was really weird. So I think they definitely have something to back them up. They do, like with the first two Tobey Maguire movies, I do think that those were really good. I do disagree with you that it, they got worse because I really I like the second a lot more than I like the first. Mm-hmm. Um, but the third one I think we can all agree with. There was just too much going on, right? For it, like the story yeah. to make sense, but it still wasn't like a awful movie. Like there's still some rewatchability yeah. to it. Yeah, and no, 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 don't. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want you to misinterpret that as saying like. Is, you know, me saying that they were awful, or like the second one was awful. I, I agree with you. The second one was good. You have the one, you have one villain to focus on, just like you do in you know, the first Spider, you know, the first Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire. I do agree with you. Those were good movies, um, but just not up to par, in my opinion, with what they've been able to do with MCU in their corner. Right. I, you know, I, th- I just that's and that's just my opinion. Yeah, I think. I hope that they learned their lesson or that they took something from Spidey being in the MCU, seeing how the fans react to certain things. And I hope mm-hmm. that they, because they, like Sony's proven that they they know some good Spider-Man content. Obviously the first two Tobey Maguire movies um, into the Spider-Verse was all, them and that was an amazing film oh yeah and then the spider-man video game was is freaking badass so i think they i think they they know what they're doing they just need to not hit the gas with this because i I feel like Mm -hmm. with sony taking control that sony's going to start releasing a lot more spider-man content they just need to not go head first into this. Like they need to s- slow yeah. down a little bit, kind of take your time, and f- like figure out what works for them and 
what works for Spider-Man. Right. Well, one thing that I think they're going to end up doing is writing the success that they had with with Venom. Knowing that the Venom film actually did a lot better than they they probably anticipated. Um, and now that, you know, they'll probably, I, I almost, I'm scared that they are going to just throw him into, like, throw those two into a movie together, almost forcefully. Yeah, um, I think it'd I'm be a good idea to introduce Spider-Man into this, like, with the second one, but don't do a full movie until, like, the third. Right. And that would be the smart thing for them to do, but... I mean, like you said, there there is the possibility of them like just kind of hitting the gas and going full throttle, and then you burn out. It's like that's that's something that you know you kind of wanna you wanna just kind of roll into, you know? Yeah. So I'm not super upset because I know with Sony closing the doors, we are going to get Spider-Man content within the next couple years. Mm-hmm. But I am also bummed out that they can't continue the story that he was on in the MCU. So, yeah. I mean, that it's it's kind of give and take here. Like, it sucks, but you, you get it from a business perspective. So, yeah. All right, moving on. The next bit of news that we got, Matt Reeves has completed his script for The Batman, starring Robert Pattinson. And the, the casting, it, it's grown on me. I'm actually kind of excited to see Robert Pattinson as Batman. Yeah. You know, I I wasn't against it. Like, I know a lot of people were. Um I mean, it's it's funny to, you know, the whole like, oh, we don't want Batman to sparkle, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, those are those are funny jokes. I get that. But uh, to attack to attack his abilities before he's shown us what he can do or has to offer in that role. I I mean, I've said it before, back when they first announced that he was going to be the next Batman. I say give the guy a chance, and then let's let's see how he does. You know what I mean? And then let's go ahead and and make it make a decision or make it have an opinion um, before we start burning him at the stake. Right. But yeah, my my favorite joke to this day is like someone posted a meme saying like, "Can you believe that they got the dude from Twilight to play Batman?" And they're like. Yeah, I can't believe they got someone that used to play a really dark, like just creepy character, like with with issues and like just basically describing Batman. <laughs> yeah, which is what. Yeah, and I, yeah, like obviously I hated he's not those a movies. Bad actor. No, he's actually yeah, like he's, super good. He, he is, uh, you know, and um, a lot of his films, too, they are like indie films, like independent films, but he does a good job in those. Just because they're independent films doesn't mean that they're shit. It just means that they're on a lower budget, but that doesn't mean that, like, they're bad. I've seen some actually good independent films that I enjoyed. 
you know, I've enjoyed in the past, and he does a great job in some of those. Yeah. So, I mean, honest, overall, honestly, like, sorry, go. No, what I was saying was, no, no, you're good. What I was saying is, like, you know, there's actors like uh, Daniel Radcliffe, who's even been in independent films um, since he's finished Harry Potter. I mean, he's always going to be Harry Potter to the world, but he's done, like, there's a film called, like, Horn or something like that. Like, just the weirdest film ever that I've ever seen, but it's still an indie film, like, They've all been in, you know, some weird films. That doesn't mean that they're bad, that they don't have anything to offer. I just think that he's somebody that let's let's wait to see what he can do, you know? Yeah, definitely. Overall, I'm excited. The only thing I hope is that Matt Reeves had some good writers with him. Because I, I think regardless of if Robert Pattinson is a bad Batman, what's going to save the movie either way even it like what's going to save if it's a great movie or what's going to bring it down even if he's like not like if even if he's an amazing batman what's going to bring it down is the story so as long as the story is like incredible and on point i i think he can like nail this so i'm fairly excited for this film i agree all right, moving on to this week's sneak peeks. We got two new trailers this week. Uh, the first one that we're going to talk about is Bad Boys for Life. So I'll be hundred percent honest. I had not. I've not seen the first two Bad Boys. Um, I have, and just from what I saw in the trailer, I feel like. This is a movie that is kind of trying to force an ending to this whole story. Um, if you, I know you said that you haven't seen them, but for any of the listeners that have, like, you know, there are these two cops, uh, you know, over in Miami, Florida, or wherever. And now in the trailer, like, you hear Martin Lawrence's character say, like, oh, you know, I, I think I'm ready. I'm going to retire. And it's like, okay. Like, that just sounds too much of, like, a forced ending. It's like, okay, I want to retire. And then they have a, they show a scene where Will Smith is asking him, like, are you down for one more ride? Or, you know, whatever he says, something like that. And it's like, okay, this is the same old story, just different people kind of thing. Where, you know, uh, you know, the young guys get old. And they're ready to just throw in the towel and call it, you know, just call it a day finally, or like to like call it quits finally. Yeah, and that's a, know, that's kind of the vibe sounds, I got from this too. Yeah, yeah, it's just too to me. It seems too forced, too forced. Yeah, I think the only thing that's good coming out of this is we get to see Martin Lawrence. I mean, we haven't seen him for a really long time. Oh. Yeah, yeah, it's been a good while, and he looks—he looks like he is ready to retire in that uh, in that trailer, man. I, like, yeah, he's yeah. looking a little hefty. Oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah not a not a terrible, yeah, not a terrible uh, trailer. Not one that got me really hyped up. Right. 
Um, the next one that we got is for a movie called Jexy, starring Adam Devine. Or Devine, or however you say that. Yeah, Adam Devine. Yeah, so this um, one looks freaking hilarious. <laughs> it does. And aside from looking funny, that thing is, it is deep, man. That thing is deep. It, like, it is. Even in the trailer. Yeah, I mean, it's got, even the trailer just already kind of gives you an idea of what the message is for that movie. And not that we haven't seen that before. The things like uh, Black Mirror, I know, is one that's kind of touched on it. But, like, it's, yeah, man, like, what is it like this phone or like this um, presence or whatever in the phone or I don't know, kind of just comes to life and just stays with him the whole time and follows him. And it's like, it tells him, like, hey, whatever phone you get, like, I'm just going to find you. Like, I'm going to be able to get to you. You can't avoid me. And it's like, damn, dude, that's us now. Like, that's where we're at. Yeah, it is. This is basically Siri. If Siri was, like, I mean, it's a little bit different, but it's basically Siri if it's, like, that's basically just what it is. It's Siri. It's someone that travels with you from phone to phone and knows your entire schedule, knows basically everything there is to know about you. Right. It, it's like if Siri, like, this, the premise of this, like, I first thought that Jexy was going to be, like, if, uh, it, like, if a Siri that's just kind of helps you get your life together. But then it kind of, kind of turned into like a Siri turns into your stalker. Yeah, and Which, I am intrigued as hell by this trailer. You know what? I I kind of am too, and um, I almost got the vibe where not. I mean, it's it's not a horror film, obviously, but like, kind of like the the newest Child's Play that came out. Where, like, you know, he's supposed to, you know what I mean? Like, it can control everything. It's part of your life. It remembers everything about, you know, whoever it's supposed to be around. And that's what that was. And, again, like, the message is so deep to how we are as a society nowadays. Like, I mean, you get on your phone and you have, like, you know, you look something up. And the next day you have all these ads for whatever. You know what I mean? Like. I'll be I'll be honest. After I saw Spider Man Far From Home, I wanted those Edith glasses, and I looked them up, and I still get ads for those things, man. <laughs> you know, I, I I haven't got them yet, but I will. I will get my hands on those glasses one day. And you know, but that's what I mean. Like that's that is our life. Like our lives, we've managed to, and I try not to be as much, and it's kind of hard. Um, especially with, you know, being involved with podcasting and everything. Um, You know, it's really hard for us to just put our phones down and to, like, separate ourselves from that. You know, it's it's insane how how deep that message is, even in the trailer. But that movie does, that trailer does have me intrigued as well. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I 100% agree with you on that. Um, 
it definitely has like that child's play vibe, but it's not like really a horror. It's just like a it's more like a social commentary or like a social yeah. parody, if you will. Mm-hmm. And I I'm I'm digging it. Yeah. Um I'm actually more excited I was gonna say uh like which one are you more excited for, but I think we can both agree that it's Jexy. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'd, I'd be I'd be more uh, more inclined to see Jexy than um, Bad Boys for Life. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I think that's all we got for this week's sneak peeks. Uh, moving on to what's in the box, the box office top five for the week. Uh, number one. Uh, this week is Angel Has Fallen, which brought in. Uh, another fifteen million dollars this this weekend. Um, in number two is the movie we are actually going to be breaking down, Good Boys, which brought in twelve million. And I'm just rounding, so <laughs> okay. In case anyone wants to like yell at me. Uh, number three is Lion King, which brought in nine million. Uh, in number four, we've got Hobbs and Shaw, which brought in eight million. And then number five, I this is a movie I n- have not heard of, but it brought in its Overcomer, which brought in just under eight million. It brought in like seven hundred or seven million, like seven hundred bucks. So yeah, that's our top five for the week. And have you heard of Overcomer? I have not. Neither have I. So that's an interesting one. Huh. Alright. So, with that, uh, let's move on to our main event. Yeah, yeah. Time for the main event. It's main event. Let's play game. All right, for this week's main event, we will be breaking down Good Boys. Uh, but first off, I did ask a question of the week that no one freaking answered. <laughs> I've been damn try- it, Vic. Yeah, damn it, Vic. <laughs> <laughs> so, what what was the question, by the way? I I must have missed it. Yeah, so I've I've been trying this new thing with posting the um like our question of the week in a picture, especially like on Instagram, because whenever I post the question, it always gets covered up like on Instagram by the the read more. So I thought mm-hmm. by throwing it into the actual image that people would start interacting more, and that has not proven to be working out. Trial and error, baby. Trial and error. Yeah. Trial so trial I'm. And error. I'm I like it on Instagram. Uh, not a big fan of it on like Twitter. So I might mm-hmm. just do what I was normally doing with Twitter. Um, but I also just might might continue doing the images on Facebook. Okay. But my question of the week that I asked is, what is something that you believed when you were younger that turned out to be super wrong? Just t- mm. kind of go and theme with like, 
this stuff that we saw in this trailer. Like, and I word of warning that like, hold up, hold up, hold up. <laughs> word of okay. warning. I, I this is going to get like super crude. <laughs> like it. Yeah. So from here on, super crude, and just because our all of our breakdowns are spoilers. So if you haven't seen the movie, I recommend going to see it first before listening to this. So you've been warned. If you're still listening, it's your fault. <laughs> yep. Okay. You chose to click on this. Yeah. Um, so, what is something that you believed when you were younger that was wrong? So one of one of the many things that I believed that turned out to be wrong. I was much younger when I, much younger than what these boys are supposed to be in this film. But I used to think that like if you farted, uh. I could like smell up all of like especially if it stunk really bad, I could try and like smell up all of the stink before somebody else came like, "Oh crap, <laughs> that really smells. Someone's coming. I have to smell this up like that." You know what I mean? like to try and get rid of it. Like it was a tangible thing in the air. Like imagine like a like a cartoon and it's a giant fart cloud and you're just breathing it in to make it smaller and go away. I used to think like that's how that worked. It's not People can still smell it, and they will. They will come, and they will smell it. And you better hope that there is somebody else around that you can blame it on. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, mine, like, I had a couple things. So, like, the birds and the bees wasn't something that was often talked about in my household. Mm -hmm. So... Like, and this wasn't my parents just not giving me right proper information. This was me, my me assuming things. Um, so I was born a month after my mom and dad got married, and I assumed that you could only have babies if you were married. So, fast forward to eighth grade health class. We moved, we went on to the <laughs> we went on to the reproductive system and my teacher at the time asked us, Okay, who knows how long it takes a baby to be born? And I was like, Well, pff, I know this <laughs> So I said Yeah, I, I said one month and she like I got laughed at, obviously. <laughs> and I was just like, what? That's how long I took. <laughs> and <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, it, it was a rude awakening. Was I, awesome. I came home with some very strong accusations to my mother and father. <laughs> I was like, what the um, hell? <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely, I was kind of on the same page as you i guess like uh wow you but you did that that was eighth grade for you they see with me i was fifth grade sixth grade when we did when we did our like our um boys in one class girls in another class room kind of thing um yeah we did all ours together 
See that? I'm. I think you know what? I feel, especially nowadays, I feel like that should be that would probably be better than separating everything. Um, yeah, because I don't know. That's just me. That's that, that that's just me. Not as a. I mean, I'm not a parent. I've never. Had, I don't have a kid, but I've been there. You know, and I I feel like that is some like. I feel like those are things you need to know. I mean, uh, you know, uh, maybe, you know, some of us, we're going to be parents someday. You know, you might have a boy or a girl. If I had a daughter and I didn't know, like, I didn't know what the hell, like, they need, I'd be screwed. Not me. Actually, she'd be screwed. <laughs> that would suck for her, man. Like, yeah, exactly. It would, it would suck. Yeah, so, yeah, like, the thing that, like, I really bothered me when I was learning about all that stuff is I did not know what that, or I did not know, like, I learned it in, like, sixth grade while playing soccer when some girl got, like, freaking wrecked, like, well, kinda, she got hit in the crotch with a soccer ball playing goalie and i like lost it like i was like oh my gosh that must have hurt so bad and then she's just like what are you talking about and then like that's when i learned that boy parts and girl parts are not the same and then i then like i got these uh, like you know the freaking like the diagrams that they show you in in classes Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like that's a hard thing for someone to visualize like I oh, still yeah. can't really visualize that, but so I th- thought it was there was just like this little alien, and that girls just had nothing in that space for like a really really long time. <laughs> and I mean, yeah, man, I it was yeah no that I'm with you I'm with you on that I was I was. uh that was kind of a wake up call and I over obviously I mean at that age, you know, it's obviously I kinda got worried, it's just how it is. Um but to go back to like, you know, I was with you on the same page. I used to be under the impression like you that's how you have kids, is like you're married and you're just like, Hey, you know what, we want a kid and then boom, it happens. I didn't know I didn't know the sciences behind all that at the time. Like that's just what I believed at the time when I was a kid. That's just how it is. Yeah, exactly. Like, I knew what caused or what led to a baby being made, but I had, like, no freaking clue, (laughs) like, all the ins and outs of it. Like, if you would have asked me, I would, they've been like, how's a baby born? And I'm like, well, that's easy. It's a man and a woman having sex. And then if you would have said, okay, how do men and women have sex? I'd been like, wait, what? <laughs> See, like, I, I mean, I, you, were a step, you were a step above me then because I, I didn't even have that much. I was just, like I said, I, I just thought it was like, want a kid. Boom, it happened. You know what I mean? Like, that's all it was. They just kind of get it in their head that they want one. And that's it. Yeah, like that's the extent of like the birds and the bees talk that I had. Like, it didn't get into like details of what happens what goes where all that stuff it's just 
yeah, this is like something that married people do to have kids. And I'm like, okay. And then I just, I never thought to ask like, what does that entail? <laughs> yeah. So there's a lot of what the boys go through too, in this film. It's kind of funny. Like, and we'll go over it right now, obviously in the, on the breakdown and stuff. But, um, it's, it's funny. Like to me watching this film, really brought me back to my youth it really did especially when, like it's just for me it was almost nostalgic in a few parts and stuff um nothing specific it's just like bringing my almost letting my mind my brain go back to that almost juvenile or that juvenile uh, uh moment in life or time in life for me and it was just like, oh, man, I remember being that naive. And you look at it and you're like, wow, I was that naive. <laughs> yeah, I this movie was like was really good. And we'll get into it like right now. So if you're new to our breakdown system, uh, I split the or we split the uh, the movie into, I think, eight different categories which are the story, the writing, the acting, the character development, uh, the music, the effects, costumes, and then we just give it an overall genre grade, which me and Crash have decided is more of a like a comedic adventure movie. So, getting into the story, I have the plot pulled up right now, and then I'll just go through it. And then if you have something you want to add, just cut in whenever. Okay, so friends, Max, Lucas, and Thor enter sixth grade facing their own personal dilemmas. Max has a crush on classmate Brixley. Lucas learns his parents are getting divorced, and teasing from his peers discourages Thor from pursuing his love of singing. So, (laughs) I really liked how they how they did the whole Lucas's parents getting divorced. Like, I, I liked how they didn't get into how or, like, why they were getting divorced. They were just talking about divorce. And I loved how it was, like, from his favorite meal and they're just, like, all laughing together. And he's like, or then his parents are just like, we're getting divorced. <laughs> And he's like, you know Taco Tuesdays? (laughs) Like, you're going to have two of them now, except one of them is going to be on Wednesday. And and I love how he just thinks, like, man, you guys are awesome. Like, not knowing, like, to him, his parents are just being really cool, super nice. And then they're just like, yeah, we're getting divorced. And he's like, huh? (laughs) Like, the absolute, in my (laughs) I mean, I don't think there is a good, I don't think there's a right way at all to, like, I mean, I'm sure there is. I don't know. I've never been divorced. I've never been married either. But I'm, what I mean is like, I don't know. That's just not the right way, I think, to, to lay it on your kid. Like, you know, hey, let's butter him up. And then, uh, oh, yeah, by the way, we're, we're getting a divorce. Oh, man, that poor kid. <laughs> I, I, I love, and not to get ahead of myself, but like, I love that when he finally tells his friends that Thor's like, what did you do? And that was hilarious. 
because that is obviously like the first thought in every kid's mind is like when their parents are separating or going through going through a divorce that is one of the first thoughts like the you know the children obviously feel like they've done something wrong and speaking from experience firsthand like i know that feeling so when i hear thor like what did you do and i'm i i laugh because i'm like oh my gosh that's hilarious like you just turned something so dark and real into something really funny and comedic like that was amazing to me it really was yeah that there was a lot of those like jokes that if you weren't like listening or paying attention you would have missed them and that is definitely one of the the jokes that you could have missed (laughs) oh yeah so uh Let's see. When presented with the opportunity to kiss Brixley at a party hosted by popular student Soren, Max and his friends use his father's valued drone to spy on his teenage neighbor Hannah in an attempt to learn proper kissing. The plan goes awry and results in the drone being destroyed and Max, Lucas, and Thor in possession of Hannah's ecstasy. So going back to uh, the p- popular kid Soren, the I know it wasn't Soren, but one of the other kids, like one of the like mean like mm-hmm. punk no, I, looking yeah, kids. Yeah, yeah. I love how Thor is just like they they talk about how this kid is like makes really sick burns, and he's just like, oh, like if we were having a comeback contest, I would totally destroy him. And he does. Like, he, he rips on this dude hard. But, I th- yeah. like, the joke. it's like the jokes are so your, advanced. Your dad doesn't even pay taxes. Like, <laughs> what kind of crap? I'm sitting in there with my best friend. I, I've seen the movie twice now. I'm sitting in there with my best friend. And we're watching this. And, the, you know, when the kid's like, your dad doesn't even pay taxes. And I, I lean over to him. I was like what kind of white people shit is this? Like, yeah, that's a funny burn, but I would have never said something like that. What is that crap? <laughs> like, I was like, what kind of white people shit is this? Like, sorry to all you white folks out there, but like, oh my gosh, I was dying. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, like, if you were an, an adult, those jokes and those, like, those comebacks, those burns or whatever would have been awesome, but as a kid... It's not those ones that make a difference. It's when he he's getting called sippy cup. That yeah, exactly. those are the ones that hit deep to like the core for him, and I laugh my ass off. I'm like, like that or like that kid. He, all he's doing is calling him sippy cup. He freaking like knows this dude to his like his core. Like he's ripping his parents a new yeah. ass. Like. <laughs> Like, even at the end, like, they sneak that one when he's, like, laughing and calling the dude, like, sippy cup, and he's like, shut up, everyone knows your mother plagiarized her cookbook. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh, dude. Yes. Like, Uh, I, those jokes were freaking spot on, and I loved it. (laughs) Yep. Oh. Um. Let's see. Oh, so the neighbor Hannah, when they were spying on, on her, I that boyfriend did a really good job 
at being a freaking asshole. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he did. Like he um, like he was just a whiny bitch. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Very manipulative too. Um and it's funny because he's like this college guy dating um I'm guessing I'm guessing she was in high school. She yeah, she had yeah, to they, be, right? Cause he, yeah, they he said says, she was in high school. Okay. So I mean like and I he just did a really good job at like at portraying that, like just being manipulative. You know what I mean? Like you'd have to be to be like I don't know, like just going after somebody that's maybe a year or two younger than you, still in high school, and it's like it's just so yeah uh getting more to the story uh to avoid getting grounded the three boys skip school to buy a new drone at the local mall with hannah and her friend lily in pursuit amid a series of escapades max lucas and thor reach the mall but learn that hannah and lily bought the drone and will only give it to the boys in exchange for their ecstasy. Having surrendered the drugs to a police officer, the boys manage to obtain new ecstasy from Hannah's ex-boyfriend Benji and trade it for the drone. I loved Lucas like just giving all this shit to the cop. Oh my gosh, <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Freaking great. And then, when they went and actually were getting the ecstasy from Benji. Oh my gosh, yeah, the whole, like, fight scene kind of thing. Like, these three sixth graders taking on, like, all these college dudes with, like, a paintball gun and, like, some paddles that happen to be there. Like, that was funny. Um, There was a lot of funny moments in this movie. There was one thing that my friend actually pointed out to me when, when he and I went to go watch it. Um, not to, I mean, like, since we're going to be, I guess, grading the story, um, the story was good. It was funny up until the part where these girls are now missing their Molly. Um, and they're like, okay, we're going to hold this drone hostage until you get us molly or whatever and they go and they like buy this 500 dollar whatever drone for a 20 dollar drug well they now, said I, that I they mean, bought you know that. they said that they bought like two things of molly off benji for like 600 bucks but that's the thing is like it's not that expensive and I think I don't know, I don't know that they. I don't know that. Well, I mean, I don't know that they did the research on all that. Like, just saying some that particular type of drug, it does not go. I don't, as far as I know, it it's like it does not go for that much. There's no reason that anybody would be like, hey, you know what? Uh, I'm gonna go buy this 600 500 or 600 dollar drone so that i can get 
this these drugs that are like I can get for twenty bucks on on, on the street. Yeah, being someone that knows and, and, absolutely nothing about drugs, that seemed reasonable to me. <laughs> right, and that's what I mean. Like it, it does. I mean, it could, but at the same time, like knowing that, and maybe at first, the first time I saw it, it didn't click to me. But after that, it was after it was pointed out, um, was when. I was like, yeah, seriously, how does, how does that make, how does that make this story make sense? That doesn't make this story make any sense whatsoever with that. But I get you, yeah, it's, it, I guess, at first, I wasn't really thinking, I'm just thinking, you know, this is a good story, it's calm, it's funny, it's comedic, um, but yeah, I guess that was something that wasn't really thought about too much. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love... That's the scene with them getting the the drugs and shooting up the the frat house. They yeah. had some like the, some slow mo shots that were hard to watch as a man. Oh. Yes, there's one I was thinking of where the guy is like he's di- he's like diving out of the way, but his back is to him and he gets hit on the back. <laughs> side like just under his butt so like you're getting hit in the back of the balls man (laughs) that hurts like that oh i saw that and like dude that made my balls pucker man i was like oh like (laughs) oh goodness gracious there was yeah there were some there were some hard shots to watch yeah i went to I went to this movie on Tuesday and I saw it with Brielle and she was laughing the entire time and I was cringing hard. Like anytime someone got shot in the nuts, I'm just like, Oh, <laughs> right. Like, well, Oh my gosh. You can't help but cringe. Yeah. You can't help but just like cringe at that. Like, oh my goodness. <laughs> and then poor Thor freaking gets punched in the face. Ooh. <laughs> Right? Goodness. Poor kid, man. Took one for the team. Yeah. Those those are life friends right there. Anyone who could take oh, yeah. a punch for you? Freaking awesome. Oh, yeah. Uh, Alright. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, they trade the drugs for the drone. Uh, Max is... Or, so he flies the the drone home, but Max is unable to prevent his father from finding out that he used the drone and is grounded. An argument ensues between the friends, and the three go their separate ways. Although Max takes the blame for what transpired, transpired to prevent Lucas and Thor from getting in trouble. I really liked this scene. Because it just kind of showed that Max kind of he knew that what he did, like he kind of led his friends astray, and he wasn't going to let them take the hit for anything. Right, which is a really good friend move, and I love mm-hmm. the different reactions. Like with when Thor's mom found out, she was just like, "Oh my gosh, I hope you never do anything like this," and he's like, "That's insane! Like I would never." And then Lucas yeah. is over at his parents spilling his guts, and then they they don't believe and they don't him. Believe him. 
Yeah. <laughs> and, and you know, I like like you said, um, I like I do like I did like that actually, like seeing all because that's literally, um, and not to get deep, but I mean that this movie does have a it has a good you know um, subtle way of getting kind of deep in that way where it's like there are like those are definitely the kind of people that that there are that exist especially at that stage of life you know what i mean like there's the kids that from right off the bat they're just open books they're gonna tell their parents everything much like lucas did and then you have thor who's more like to himself kind of thing and then you have you know, um, Max, who, Max, yeah, who was like, you know, he took the blame. And that's something, especially, like you said, that's a huge friend move. And that's something that a lot of times people don't learn to do until, like, later on. You know, you don't throw your friends under the bus kind of thing. Oh, hell no. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, I really appreciated this, like, that scene and just everything mm-hmm. that they did with that. Um, let's see. Yeah, when, yeah, when Lucas speaks to his parents about the potential end of his friendships, they advise him that he, Max, and Thor are growing apart. That night, Lucas convinces Max to sneak out to attend the party, tricking Max and Thor into meeting up again in the process. This was hilarious because Lucas shows up in some scary-ass mask. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I didn't want your parents to recognize me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so wearing like a scary mask is going to be... <laughs> oh, my I don't know why I love that. It was just freaking hilarious. Like, it's something like a kid would do. It's like, oh, I don't want them to recognize exactly. me. I need a mask. And it wouldn't even, like, think... That a scary mask is not the right choice. <laughs> yep. But over, I freaking loved it. Uh, so yeah, Max successfully kisses Brixley, while Lucas and Thor re-encounter Hannah and Lily, high on ecstasy with the latter being revealed as Soren's sister, and they encourage Thor to continue his passion for singing. In the ensuing weeks thor lands the role of stacy jacks in the role's production of rock of ages lucas joins the school's anti-bullying group and after his relationships with brixley and then her friend taylor and in heartbreak max begins dating his classmate scout following a performance of the school musical max lucas and thor reconcile and promise to remain in each other's lives I, again, this movie had a nice, subtle way of being pretty deep. Um, I feel like there's very few, there's very few people in the world that are lucky enough to have lifelong friends. I've actually been very fortunate and very lucky. Um, my best friend, I've actually known him since I was in kindergarten. He and I have known each other since kindergarten. And, I mean, since I was five. So that... 22 years now of my life I've had my best friend in in my life and um you know so all through uh grammar school junior high uh high school and even now uh, you know I, I've I've had him around and it's 
like I said, there's very few people that are fortunate enough to have the friends from, you know, that point on. But thinking about it, like, there's other people that I know, even at that age, I was close to, but now I don't even talk to them. I, I don't hear from them. I see them on Facebook, and that's about it. You know, I, that's how I know about their lives was, is through social media. But I remember before seeing this movie, seeing a meme, and it had like a picture of these kids. They're playing outside, and it said, "Can you?" Um, how did it go? It was like, "Do you realize that?" One day, you and your friends were outside playing together, and it was the last day that you were ever playing together, and you didn't even know it. And it's like, whoa, that's deep, man. Like, <laughs> like, and then you watch this movie, and it's like, all that stuff happens, and it's like, that's life. Like it said, like, you know, you kind of grow out of it. You kind of grow and separate from each other because you're growing out of your old shell, and you're starting to meet other people that you know, fit your life better. And, uh, yeah, it was, um, I, I appreciate the movie for that. I do. And it was kind of cool seeing it with my long time, uh, best friend in there. Cause it was, that, that made me appreciate the friendship a lot more for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I didn't meet Rose until like seventh grade. But even then, we weren't, like, good friends until, like, the summer of after eighth grade. Mm-hmm. And then that's kind of just when we hit it off and we've been friends ever since. But I don't have, like, close friends like that that I had from, like, elementary school or anything like that. So it was a little harder I mean, for me to roughly... relate. What? But you're you're roughly you're roughly those kids' ages that they're portraying in there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you knew him. You may not have been like as close, but I mean, you know, you were roughly you're roughly around that same age age group almost. I mean, you're in that junior high spectrum, so to speak. Yeah, we so, were I just mean, a, that, like a year yeah. or two older than them at the time because they yeah. were in sixth grade and we met in seventh. Yeah. So yeah. Like that, that's really cool. Um, yeah, I something I was almost expecting them to do because they were talking about like growing apart, but also like just staying together. I was almost expecting them to do like an age thing where it showed like a progression. Like that, I thought the end of the like movie was going to end with them like older, but still like hanging out and just doing their own thing. Yeah, like kind of showing them at like high school events and all that stuff together, like big the big things, like they said. Yeah, that's what I was thinking because like this whole movie like took in like in the span of like what a few months. <laughs> yeah, but it's funny because they make it feel like it's a lot longer. But imagine think back to that time of your life, like a month or two felt like forever, versus now, you know, as an adult, like dude, a month is nothing compared to time yeah (laughs) uh yeah i really liked like max's like you could kind of i liked how they showed like the different paths they were on 
like Lucas was on the path of being like an anti-bullying, which makes sense for someone that's a freaking snitch. And then Thor landing the Rock of Ages stuff and singing and pursuing that with like no reservations about it. And the Rock of Ages thing got like, I had the same reaction that like it showed one of the parents having when Thor's character is like snorting coke off the table. Yeah. He's just kind of like, what the hell? (laughs) Yeah. Like I had that exact same reaction, and I was just like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> so that was freaking great. And then Max is just basically a ladies' man, and just keeps getting with someone, and then it gets broken up with. And I, I, I loved it all. I like. I think it showed a lot of different. Uh, types of kids Mm -hmm. like i thought throughout that i was more like max kind of like the leader of the group which in some ways i am but i'm more lucas (laughs) okay like the snitch (laughs) that if someone if like if someone does it first then I'll go and do it, like running across the freeway. <laughs> and like, just like yeah. following the rules and everything. But like, I'll do it after someone else. But I'm, I'm usually not the first person to do it. And I, gotcha. I just like that, that comparison like that I can, I can make. It was fun. Uh, yeah. So what are, what do you think for uh, a story grade? Because I this wasn't like a perfect story, but it wasn't. I'm gonna like I'm gonna terrible. have I'm gonna have you give the first one because again I after seeing that with my friend and then him bringing me back to reality on like dude they're tripping over like a twenty dollar like twenty bucks for a drug you know what I mean like a drug that's like twenty bucks. Right. So I think I'm that's more of a you... writing issue than it is a story issue. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'll give that to you. I, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Um. Um. I'm leaning towards like eighty. I could actually, you know what? I I'll go with that one. Actually, eighty's not bad. Yeah. I think that's a fair grade. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right. Eighty. Okay, and then writing, I think the overall writing was just was a little lesser. Um, but like you yeah. said, the definitely the drugs thing. Um, and again, that's that's more like like you said, somebody like for yourself, somebody who's not like into that stuff or like you know doesn't really know much about that. Um, it might just go over your head. Whereas like you know going. For me going to see that with my friend it's like oh yeah <laughs> like why didn't i why didn't that like click the first time you know it's like yeah. so i mean the writing i would i would almost give it like a 70 yeah that's what i was thinking seat. too okay yeah like it was good i think they had like a lot of uh 
maybe over explaining certain stuff. Mm-hmm. I think some like there was a few jokes that just went a little too long. But overall yeah. the writing was was pretty good, but definitely not as good as just the overall story. Mm. All right, for acting, um I think we should just do the three main boys. So Max, Lucas and Thor. Uh, so Max was portrayed by Jacob Tremblay, who we know from The Room, or just Room. I I keep forgetting which that one it is. That is him. Holy cow! Yeah, right. Wow. <laughs> uh, and you know what? I hear it. I hear it in his voice now. Now I hear it in his voice. Um. <laughs> Now that you now that you point that out, holy crap, mind blown right now. And then we got Lucas, who was portrayed by Keith Williams. Um, I don't know him from anything else. And then we got Thor, who was portrayed by Brady Noon. So, uh, first off, Max. What do you think about about him? Hmm. I I think that honestly I think and I, I think this goes all across the board for me. I think they all did a really good job at just being kids. I, I mean being let me rephrase that. They did a great job at being kids in a dilemma that was like magnified Ten times, you know, or tenfold, uh, in the eyes of a child, as a tween, as they call it. Right. Um, yeah. I think he did a good job at, you know, being just that. I mean, he's like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna, you know, I have a chance to kiss this girl. Like, we're probably gonna get married. Like, honestly, dude, like that. Yeah, that sounds like. <laughs> That sounds like a, you know, a sixth grader. Um, I think he did a good job. I would, I would almost give, I would probably give him like an eighty-five to a ninety. Probably get get talked up to ninety. Um, I was actually sitting at an like, eighty-five for a majority okay. of them because I feel they all did fairly equal. Like if one did better than the other, it was like bit like a by a point. Right, right. So, I'm honestly okay sitting at an 85. Like, it, they were good. They did have some, like, just more of the the longer dial, dialogue stuff was just a little off at times. But overall, mm-hmm. it was fairly solid across the board with all of them. Yeah, no, I agree. I can get on board with that. I I would be fine with an 85, like I said. So for all of them? Um, you know, I mean, honestly, that's not a bad, that probably wouldn't be a bad, I would be fine with that, actually, because, yeah, like you said, they all were pretty even. I don't think one outshined the other. Yeah, like, and if did. And if they did it, Sorry, but if they did, it was like in the comedic 
parts, and it was just because, like, one happened to throw out the punchline. But that seemed to be, like, evenly distributed throughout amongst all of them. Yeah, it did. Um, yeah, like, Max's, I feel like Max's big comedic scene was when they were getting the molly from Benji and was shooting up the place, and he's just, like, screaming and just unloading on these guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lucas's big scene, I feel, was probably when he's yelling at uh, Max and Thor when he dislocated his arm. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then Thor's, I think he had a lot of, like, little ones. Like, you had, like, you said his whole when Lucas uh said that his parents were getting divorced his whole what did you do joke yeah exactly see and that's what I mean like and that's even part of um the whole like they're putting they're relocating his shoulder kind of thing and it's like Lucas is you know performing so well right there and then after it's like oh it's done and then he starts you know, the whole, like, hey, my parents are getting divorced, blah, 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 and it's like, hey, what did you do? And it's like, holy shit, that was hilarious. Like, <laughs> it just shifted over, but it was so well done. It was so well done. That's, like, what I mean, none really outshined the other, and if they, when they did, it was all distributed very well amongst the three. Yeah. So, I say 85 across the board, which is just going to put our average acting great at an 85 all right i'm fine with that yeah no i think that's a fair one cool so character development so this one's a little tougher i think we should just do the same thing we did with acting and just kind of grade the three of them as a whole agreed so i i like like it it does show it does ha- like their arc is really good. Like showing like in the beginning, they think that or they're in a situation where they're like, okay, we're just going to be together forever. Like you guys are my best friends. You're going to be part of my lives forever. And then just kind of doing that growing up and realizing, okay, that's not really true. But just because we like, because I want to go do this, you want to go do that. And but that doesn't mean that we can't all hang out and be together. And then, like, this is kind of why I wish they would have done the fast-forward thing to show that that was something that they worked on over time and not just, like, mm-hmm. a month. <laughs> but, yeah. So, but, like, yeah, like, near the end, you get to see them working on that. Like, they're off doing their own thing. Max is out being a ladies man thor's singing and lucas is a professional school snitch yeah. <laughs> dude i remember I mean, that, kids like that, that in high a, school and you know what that was such a great way of showing their development because at that time like they're starting to like get a feel for who they are uh not quite in high school yet but that's what they're going to once you get into high school like you're kind of like um how do i say it like that transition from junior high into high school it's like 
you're starting to have an idea of what you're interested in and you're looking for that bigger group now of people that you're going to be around. And it's like, I like that. I like that it showed that. So, I mean, you, you kind of get a little bit of that arc throughout the movie within their group, but then after they've separated, they've gone their separate ways, then you really see them start to change and become themselves, you know, start to become who they are growing to be. So, I mean, I, I really, I really liked that approach, the way that they did that. And that's a great way to do that with a movie that's about, um, you know, young kids going into that, those teenage years. Yeah, I agree. Um, the only issue for me on the development was just how quick it all happened. So overall, I I'm sitting around like an eighty for development. I mm, would you give me like eighty two? Yeah, I could go up to eighty two. Okay, <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna try and like you know fight you know give my my argument, but I guess I don't need to now. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on to music. So this is out of 10. So there wasn't anything like outstanding about the music in this. Yeah. I mean, other than like, it really just helped kind of set the like, like the scene that we keep talking about is, you know, when they're getting the molly and they are like like Max is shooting the place up with his paintball gun. Like the music, like you know, or the score that's in there, like it's funny. Like it kind of just like gets you like hyped up and tense, and you're like, oh, you know, like are they getting out of here? Like what's gonna happen? You know. I I mean I think the music did a good job throughout, like making again these not so big situations seem really big. Because it's supposed to seem a lot bigger than what it is, because it's in the perspective of these young kids that really have no resources to get, you know, any of that stuff done. Right. Um, I would, I'd probably give it like an eight. Yeah, I'm sitting around a seven, because like, yes, that definitely was more one of the more outstanding songs. It's just as a whole. Like with all the other like songs, there wasn't anything that like stood out to me. So it's it was basic. It was kind of like the way that I see it. It was just kind of an above average soundtrack. Okay. Because I put um, the lion. Let's see. We had. So like we put the Spider-Man Far From Home music about an eight because it had like the like the different scores and everything and everything like kind of really fit well to make the scene come together. There wasn't any like music that made a scene come together other than the big old paintball thing. So I'm sitting like, okay, that's I, can, I'm sitting at I seven. can, yeah. Okay. I can agree with you on that one. I, I'd give you the seven. You gave me that uh, 82 in the last one. Anyways, <laughs> I, I would, I could agree with you on that. All right. Um, next up is effects, and this one is 
out of a hundred. And a lot of these I feel were practical. Mm-hmm. There wasn't really any like special effects, but um I'm trying to think of different stuff. Like definitely Lucas's arm being dislocated was a big one. And even crashing even crashing into the bus. I mean, you kind of actually feel like, oh, shit, like, you know, I'm like wondering, I was wondering if this kid did his own stunt, man, like, that was a good, it was a pretty good scene. Um, So, like, with his arm being kind of, like, dislocated, like, that mm-hmm. looked kind of fake. <laughs> I mean. Yes and no. So I've Have you ever seen so Br- a dislocated arm. So Bronson, when we were uh, we went sledding this one time when we were going down a hill, and he was going like ridiculously fast, and my dad like stood in his way to kind of avoid him from hitting this metal fence or like this gate or whatever, and he actually ended up dislocating. I think it was either his wrist or his. I think it was his arm, but he dislocated his, his arm. He dislocated something. And then my dad like popped it back into place and everything. And I don't know. It didn't stick out like that. Like, have you seen something that looks like that? It, you know what? And it's kind of hard to tell just because like the one that I have seen, or the ones that I've seen, they're always already, like, kind of holding it. They're not really just letting it dangle and stand there. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, that's what, that's Luke is kind what of, I was thinking was, was the issue with that. Because his arm, like, usually it, like, I feel like the arm kind of rests maybe, like, an upper middle thigh. And his arm was, like, down to his freaking knees. <laughs> yeah. Well, which the kid was already, like, kind of a long, long length. Like, he was kind of long, too, already. Like, he's a big kid. Right. Um, But, yeah, like, the ones that I've seen, like, the person is usually sitting down. They're already kind of nursing it. Um, versus, like, Lucas gets up. Like, he's standing. He doesn't even realize this until they point it out. And he, it's kind of just, like, his hands are already at his side anyways. And then he's, like, you know... They pointed out, and he's freaking out. And it's, like, just dangling there. So, I mean, the effects. Hmm. Yeah, these weren't, like, I'd super great like, to me. I'm no. sitting, like, like, 75, maybe 70. I actually am sitting at 75 myself. 75? Probably is like, yeah, that's probably being, like, the high... On the high end, so I'm I'm right right about where you're at. So if that's on the high end, maybe maybe seventy four. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because I wasn't thinking like a seventy to seventy five. Like I I feel like seventy was too low for me. Um, seventy four seems fair. That's probably like the good middle. All right, next up we got costumes, which is an issue that 
Rose and I come across a lot because a lot of the costumes are like, especially with movies like these, they're just they're kind of basic. Right. Well, I mean, it's just kids being kids dressing, you know, just. I mean, I don't know how else to put that other than like, yeah, kids being kids. Right. Yeah, I think they're and, and they're you know very what? average, like six, seven ish. Yeah. But I mean, you think about it, like, I see a lot of kids dressed like that now. It's like, man, I never dressed like that. Like, <laughs> I wasn't, you know, that's definitely not how I was dressing back. I mean, but I see kids like that now. Like, that's definitely how they seem to be, I don't know, right. going about their wardrobe. Yeah, so... And this one's graded out of what? This one's out of 10. Okay. So, because I, th- I feel like they, I mean, they were dressed as good as they could have been. I feel a lot of the students in the high school, or in the their school, were dressed to look a lot older than they actually are. Yeah. So, I'm yeah, sitting yeah. about seven-ish. That's actually what I was thinking. I was thinking like six or seven. All right. Okay, and then we get to our final category, which is an overall genre grade. So how we felt this worked as a comedic adventure movie. I think it was great. <laughs> yeah, I I have very few complaints. Like, when you get kind of down into, like, the individual pieces, it's, like, there's some things that you can kind of pick apart but as a whole right you can nitpick yeah but as a whole i feel this movie worked really well oh yeah yeah and uh i'm this is out of 100 yeah yeah i i'm sitting at like ooh, probably like a 93 I feel like that's... I feel like that's a I feel like that's a very specific number I know but well and hear me out because it sounds like you're disagreeing like you're probably lower the only reason why I'm thinking even that high is because if I'm going off of the genre I thought it was very funny um, personally because they turned a lot of very real things funny for me like again the whole I know I know it's like the one example I have off the top of my head. But the whole, like, what did you do thing? <laughs> like, to me, that's like, holy crap, that's so real. I've been there. I've been in Lucas's shoes. But it's so funny. Like, I can look back at that stuff and laugh now. And they made it funny. And so, um, I would, that's kind of why I'm sitting at that. And then the whole, like, it being a sub, um, what, what do we say? A subgenre like adventure. I mean, again, these are like sixth graders that they can't drive. Their phones are connected to their parents, all this stuff. Like, their resources are very limited. You know what I mean? Like, extremely limited. And so is their knowledge. So it makes a, you know, I guess you could say adventure, if you will. 
that much bigger, seemed that much bigger because of how, like, you know, just how intense it actually has to be for them at that age. Right. Yeah, I'm 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 sitting more around like a ninety, and okay. I told Rose this, and I don't, I still haven't been able to pinpoint what it is with this movie. I I feel like there was just something missing, and I I like I said, I can't quite put my finger on it. Let me throw this out there because this might be it. Um, my best friend, uh, Adam who I saw this with, he was saying when we were sitting in there and it's towards the end of the movie and I kind of hyped it up before we saw it because he wanted to see it and I was like, yeah, dude, it's funny. I'd watch it again. It's really funny. I liked it. Blah, blah. I really hyped it up. And then we're sitting in there and towards the end, he's like, I don't really like this movie. I'm like, crap. And he's like, and at the end, he's like, no, like the movie was funny. Don't get me wrong. It was cool. It was just, so again, the writing was one thing. The other thing for him was the dialogue between the characters. Like, to him, he was like, dude, it was annoying. Like, when the kids were talking amongst the kids, it was annoying. But whenever they threw in an adult or even, like, those two teenage girls to give some kind of, like, um, like drop back down to reality, it, he's like, that's when he enjoyed the movie more, or enjoyed the dialogue more. And I, I got that. I was like, that makes sense. Um, because people like you, me, my buddy Adam, we are a long time out of that, you know, phase of our life, of our lives, um, that for me, I can see how hearing a bunch of kids like complain about these things could get very annoying, especially from an adult perspective. It's like, dude, there's such a simple solution to this, which is what the adults or like even the high school kids, the high school girls kind of bring to the table. Um, I don't know. Maybe that's part of, maybe that might be it. That might've very well been it because I felt like kind of that annoying feeling whenever it was like when they were doing the, the beer drinking at the beginning, Mm -hmm. like with uh, what's his face? The they're not really yeah, bully yeah, I Atticus. Who, I don't remember his name. Atticus. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So his, yeah, like he really like when it was just the boys, it really bugged me. And like when it was like the the girl or what was her, uh, Anna. Brixley's friend, uh, Taylor, oh, yeah. she really bugged me too, and it was. I think it was a lot of the dialogue with that. So that very well may have been it. So, yeah. So for that reason, I'm get I'm sitting at a ninety, because overall, as 90. a comedy and as an adventure, it worked really well. Yeah. It was just those 90. things that brought it down 91? for me. How about a ninety-one? That's kind of a middle position. <sighs> okay, I can give you ninety-one. all right and that concludes this breakdown so it brings our final grade to oh shit rose isn't here to do the drum roll i guess i'll do it oh shoot hold on
if you can hear that. But <laughs> all right, a B minus, which it's yeah, sitting I at actually, an eighty point two five percent. I'm actually okay with that. Surprisingly, yeah, I am too. I'm trying to see, like let's like, see what other not... B minus movies we have. Like for me, that's that's not a grade where it's like I'm gonna fight you on that. No, it's like no, that's a deserving grade. That's a well deserved grade. Yeah, I found that like with this system, especially if you when we break it down with like the individual parts and then give it like the genre, everything it kind of evens out. Like really good movies, and then like how things work out with like a as their film, it kind of like boom bumps it up or lowers it just to like a really nice medium. So a B minus is so it's just like a couple points higher than Aladdin, the new one. Okay. Uh let's see. It is a couple points lower than Toy Story 4. Uh, a couple points lower than Child's Play. And then a couple points below Shazam. And then, like, a lot of the other, like, grades that we have are ones that we haven't, like, done our new grading system on yet. <laughs> okay. So, let's see what another B-minus movie is. Uh, Age of Ultron. We have as okay. a B minus, so I'm I'm kind of happy where it's sitting. Yeah, like I said, I I'm actually like, I'm I'm content with that. Like like I said, I feel like that's a deserve a well deserved grade. Well, sweet. So, like I said, that concludes uh, this week's breakdown. So I don't know what we are going to do next week <laughs> because a rose is in the process of moving and everything we'll figure that stuff out and get back to everyone but if you like this episode and want to hear more of our stuff we are on itunes google play stitcher iHeartRadio, radio public and spotify you can also check out all of our content on youtube uh, new videos should be headed your way soon. We're also on Facebook at facebook.com slash theallbros. Our Twitter handle is at theallbros, and our Instagram handle is also at theallbros. You can email us at channel at gmail.com or go on our website, tinyurl.com forward slash theallbros. If you have a movie you want us to break down, uh, if you have a showdown idea, or want to give us a topic to do a Dreamcast on, let us know. Hit us up. And, Victor, where can everyone find you? Uh, you can catch us on Crash and Taz Movie Seller. We are on uh, platforms such as Anchor, Spotify, Stitcher, Breaker, Google Podcasts, all those good um, podcast listening platforms. We are also on Instagram. It's Crash, the letter N, Taz Movie Seller. There's um, underscores in between each word. It's Crash and Taz Movie Seller. 
And then we are also on Twitter, Crash and Taz Movie Seller. Um, and, uh, yeah, we can, uh, same thing, you know, we can be messaged for suggestions and, you know, some uh, constructive criticism, which we do enjoy. And, yeah, that's pretty much, that's pretty much us on there, so. Yeah, I listened to your episode today, which is when we're recording, which is Thursday. And if you and Taz go on a road trip to Blockbuster in Oregon, me and Rose are, are tagging along. <laughs> hey, you know what? Seriously, actually, that would be really cool. Uh, we're actually pretty serious about that. I'm just not sure how we are going to plan on like how we're going to do that. Um, that'd be really cool. I mean, it, like we said on there, I mean, you, if you listen to the episode, uh, we met, I mentioned on there, like it really is the last of its kind. It is the last of its breed. Really. Um, I don't know of any other video stores. I know of one, actually, there is one over here in California. where You can actually go in and rent movies. Um, I don't know how the hell it stays in business, but, um, it, it yeah it's the last of its kind that is one that i i would like to get a picture in front of that um and actually taz and i were looking into getting some shirts made with our podcast name and stuff on there so it'd be really cool to have hopefully those done before we end up doing that little road trip but we'll have to collaborate that with you and see if uh, we can get you guys to join too dude that would be awesome so cool like if we could just meet up somewhere and just like make a road trip video (laughs) oh yeah dude and 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 you obviously heard then um you know we want to kind of like because i i do have like some lapel mics that we use that we use a lot and um i would actually love to record even a small segment there at at blockbuster i think that'd be so cool dude that would be awesome oh like majority of the memories that i have with rose on the weekends like sometimes like even in the middle of the week we would just ride our bikes down to blockbuster and just kind of like walk around see what was there and everything and when they closed down it was freaking heartbreaking and and i'm trying to think tell me if i'm wrong um it's right, the Blockbuster was right there on, uh, like, on Main, like, by Main, where it almost, like, you get on to, like, I think, crap, what street is that? Right there in, in uh, American Fork. It's right across, like, from where, uh, uh, there's a Wells Fargo right there. It used to be, like, ah, goodness, I can't even think now. So, it What's is on, it, so it's on State Street. Uh-huh. And it's yeah, so it's on State Street if you go, like, right next to uh, Burger King. Yes, exactly. And it's, like, on a triangle thing where, like, you can kind of start to merge in there, right? Yeah. It was on there's a really that, weird supermarket. Yeah. weird street. Yeah, and that's... Ex- yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking, though. Yeah, Rose and I almost but got I ran over up, repeatedly. <laughs> nice. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, there's a lot of fun awesome memories to too, blockbusters. I'd love to interview somebody that works there and probably buy something from there. Like, it, it, there's a lot I would like to do with that. But, oh hell yeah! Um, 
I hear what they do yeah, to stay open is that they have a lot of like live music shows and just a lot of oh, like I, other would... events to keep themselves open and pay their rent. <laughs> I'd imagine I'd imagine they'd have to. I'd imagine that they would have to. We're in a world where streaming is the main source basically of of entertainment, home entertainment, you know. Um the thought of having to go and actually get a movie is preposterous to people now. It's like, why am I going to do that when I can just, you know, with my remote, you know, stream this thing onto my television and buy it right here? You know, and you know what I mean? Like, it's crazy, but yeah, to me, it's just nostalgic. It's, it's yeah. I'm with you. Dude, depending we'll where it is to. in Oregon, because I'm not, like, I think it's pretty, like, in the northern Oregon, isn't it? Uh, I'd have to double check. Yeah, but depending on where it is, we could make like a double trip out of it and go to the Funko headquarters in Washington. Oh, dude. I don't need to drain my wallet on this trip. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that'd be freaking awesome. So yeah, we'll have to coordinate something because that'd be freaking sweet. Heck yeah, man. Let's do it. Cool. Well, this concludes this episode, and we will catch you guys next week. So, deuces. See you later. I just wanted to try it, you know. Was that Herbert? That was was my attempt to, like, you know, keep Rose's memory on this episode. (laughs) Well, hell, dude, he's not dead. Yeah, but he's not here either, so, you know, I'm just trying to keep him on here. Well, you're not wrong.